of Los Angeles injected into <laughs> my face every week. That's, that's how that's I look your, so young. <laughs> that's your that's your Peter Thiel impression. It's, uh, this you, is you, my. You could you could workshop that. You blood facials are a thing. I know they are. They literally <laughs> they are. are a thing. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone. Well, We're doing fine. Fine. Kidding. Totally. Fine. Uh, Bitter, happier, less productive. Our skin is hydrated. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to Pop Cold. God, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> Jesus Christ. My name is Sarah Lyons. My name is Owen Ginley. And we are two halves of one host. It's like two people, but one being. It's um, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit thing. It's one, two, two hosts, but one host. That was our, that was our ghost there's, producer. There's, there's three of those. But this is, I'm saying it's similar. Similar, oh, okay. not the same. Cool. Thanks for explaining. I, I didn't, didn't understand, and now I do. I'm going to mansplain Catholicism to you. Anyway, <laughs> there's... <laughs> but what are we talking but, about on uh, tonight's episode? We were talking about how to do magic to make people not feel good. Yeah. I um, So we were discussing, in full disclosure, there's probably going to be another episode that comes out where we do a very similar, hi, haven't seen you in a while intro. But then yeah. things happened. The situation became complicated and Trump got COVID. Not only did Trump get COVID, a lot of the White House, White House staff, White House adjacent people have gotten COVID, most likely from Trump. I remember the night that it happened. It was the full moon on October 1st. So like witchy shit on top of witchy shit. And the whole internet, like occults and otherwise, were all blowing up with, you know, what witches did this? How can I curse? Like, I don't know anything about magic, but I want to curse Trump right now. I was literally seeing people in my feed who are like not magicians, not occultists, not witches doing curses on the president like it was wild or, or just or just sending bad vibes that bad was the vibes. one that I saw like just like how can i send more bad vibes in order to make the bad vibes increase and it's just like no you want to curse him just say yes curse. just say curse. <laughs> okay. it's, we are past bad vibes we're past the era of vibes we're we're into using benefic yeah. and malefic uh, yeah. no longer vibes every occult like group chat that I was in was like blowing up with like oh my god like what can we do and yeah I think we have a lot of thoughts on this and a lot of thoughts of what to do what not to do why this is hard a lot of thoughts so what better way to talk about that than in a podcast <laughs> right uh, the, the the miracle of podcasting uh, you know, <laughs> the radio shows on the internet that you can have in your pocket <laughs> um yeah so when we talk about hexing i'm more of the school of thought of less is more on that front like it's more whether or not i'm in a situation where that's the only route or that's the most helpful way forward for whether for me or somebody else you know, or like one of my loved ones or what, or whatever. I think we're kind of on the same page about that. Yeah. Sort of, right? I am, um, when I was a baby occultist, when I was a baby witch in high school, I remember there was a girl who really pissed me off and was very mean to me. There was a bully. And I remember that I, at the time, you know, I was deep in this shit, still am, guess, you know, Guess what? I still do. I still practice magic. But it's yeah, not a phase. My life is a phase. <laughs> life is but a phase. But yeah, I, you know, I was reading up on all this shit. It was still new to me. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a witch. I know this shit. I'm going to curse this. I'm going to hex this bitch. Fuck it. And uh, I really fucked up her life. And it really kind of stuck with me as a cautionary tale 
of be careful with this shit and yeah. don't just you know i really think in a in a similar way where okay the first time i ever held a gun in my hand i remember the person who was teaching me how to hold it he said never point this at anything you don't want to kill and i yeah. think that hexing is kind of a similar but not the same thing never yeah. hex somebody who you truly do not want to fuck up their life because a little bit can really go a long way and you really can fuck up someone's life and yeah, i have had and, very few people in my life i've really wanted to fuck up that bad or or needed to like that's yeah. that's kind of my it's kind of my thing where hexes it's interesting because like i don't have i don't have a story like that because i didn't practice until like six or seven years ago mm -hmm. but people always seem to have particularly people who started practicing like in their mid to late teens always seem to have a that story or a love magic story that goes really bad yeah and a love magic story always ends in like cool so this was a i have a stalker now spell mm -hmm. or something similar and uh yeah it, it's one of those things i, I think the, the gun metaphor is like you know quasi apt and I, and I think a lot of people who are especially with the whole trump covid thing going on and wanting to add to the bad vibes like the the fact that they don't they're not aware of the actual power that they have yeah well it's, 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 like, it's like a large dog trying to like lay in your lap and it's like you don't know how large i know how big you are like yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i think very much that i think also this kind of a one of those moments where i realized why a lot of people get into magic and the power the emotional power that magic has which is that yeah. it's very hard to feel like we have any control and this really felt like when i was on twitter when i was on online in general looking at people's takes I think the people, occult-minded or otherwise, that were talking, you know, hexing the president, cursing the president, sending bad vibes his way, whatever, it came from a desire and a, and a feeling of need to have some sort of control over this. I need to help push this forward. How do I do that? How do I feel like I have some say in what happens in the world? Because I think for a lot of people, we're feeling like this is the one good thing that has happened in 2020. This is the base level yeah. of my happiness has been raised by this one individual getting sick, right? And I think that that has a lot of emotionally to do with it. Well, yeah, there's also this kind of the Shakespeareanness of it too. Um, oh, it's perfect. Even, it's even, so even, even like ideology aside, like this as a story, like there is that kind of, uh, and also it's stunning predictability as well. Mm -hmm. the, uh, Which we will get to. We will get to the astrology yeah. of right now. I think later in the episode, but that's yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But okay, I think we want to talk about what hexing is the the difficulties of it. I think it's become kind of a big buzzword, especially in late. In, in recent years. There's been a lot of public hexing, a lot of public binding, a lot of public cursing. These are all different things, obviously, but we want to talk about it a little bit, why these things are difficult, why it's difficult magic to do, and um, yeah, how one might go about it if you choose to, or why you, why you might not choose to do it at all. Or, or, or if you need to. Again, you like need it's, to. it's very, yeah, I mean, just in my experience, it's very necessity-based. It's a last resort, or it's at least yeah. a third or second last resort, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Owen, what is a hex as opposed to some other sort of malefic magic that you might put on someone like I, to me what comes to mind is like binding crossing someone cursing someone you know sending the evil eye towards someone which i think is like the old version of bad vibes personally but we'll get to that is do you yeah how, yeah how do you define hexing as opposed to like other forms of malefic magic well, I mean, it's all, I honestly, it's, it's kind of all part of the same whole for me. And it's going to depend on, because I, I come from a chaos background. So it, it all kind of depends on what system it resonates with you. And we're, we're like, 
the power of your interaction with the imaginal and the sp and spirit it's going to intersect in different places for different people so like if you're in a situation where the kind of story of someone being bound or their mouth being covered to keep from you know gossiping or spreading bullshit around you about you around the office that one of the ones that i like to do is because it's it's aggressive but it's also weirdly not is i like to kind of just blink people out of my life or just mm -hmm. like i don't have to deal with that person anymore because it's not really hexing it's more of just goodbye like that's yeah. usually like yeah um or, they, or, get, you know. they get cut from the cast of your life yeah, like they're just kind of like that branch is done. And again, a lot of that you don't even have to really do. When it comes to hexing, like it's a physical, psychological, emotional harm somebody. Mm -hmm. When it gets to that point, that's where I think like hexing and cursing are different from something like binding or restraining or like uh, one of the things that I like to do is I actually like to curse people by giving them exactly what they want. And it usually either goes really well for them or kicks them out of my life. Because mm. <laughs> they get to get a different job or they get a new girlfriend and they stop fucking hanging around. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. When I Personally, for me, I'm a big fan of uh, Fiery Wall of Protection. That is my go-to yep. thing. I make, personally, I make a very good Fiery Wall of Protection oil. And if you ever want, I'll send one to you, Owen, if you ever need one. But Ah, I, <laughs> me and me and the partner who loves root work would fucking love that shit. I, I, have, I have very, so this is kind of an aside, but this is a good example of what I mean. Fiery Wall of Protection, I like because it's kind of a tripwire where people don't get fucked unless they fuck with you. They don't get yeah. harmed unless they try to do harm with you. So... I had a friend who was in a very precarious position in her job. Her boss was an asshole and she was trying to fire my friend and my friend is disabled and it was, it was a whole thing. And I gave my friend a firing wall of protection oil that I made for her. And I said, line your desk with this and line any, anything you use for work, like computer, your phone, anything you use for work, like make a barrier around that. And cause my, and my friend was like, I think I'm going to get fired next week. I think I'm going to get fired. I was like, just do this. And the next week, her boss got super fucking sick and couldn't come to work, therefore could not fire my friend. So that's kind of an example of, you know, the boss likely was going to fire my friend that week, but she couldn't because of fiery wall of protection, right? So it kind of created that trip wire where she stepped in it and then, and then got hurt. But if you don't step in it, then you're going to be fine, you know? Yeah. I, when you do spirit work and you develop... Um, allyships with your own personal spirits that walk with you you can often just be like bring him a glass of whiskey or rum or whatever and they're like hey i'm having problems you you can see the situation better for me better than i can because you're not attached to it like physically so whatever you deem is the best and most helpful trajectory to this like help me out that could go really well or not so great and then you have to clarify it's just it's just this kind of way well, of, of yeah yeah, it's the annoying thing of, I've done that. That's kind of what is, you know, if this is meant to be beneficial for me, let it happen to me. I've done that for like jobs, stuff like that, right? Like if this is yeah, meant yeah. to help me bring this into my life, it is. if it is not going to actually help me in, in the development of X, Y, and Z, don't bring it yeah. into my life. And that sucks because yeah. I have not gotten jobs from that, but I have a, I've gotten other jobs from it too. But it's a lot of faith into your spirits and into your gods and into yeah. your ancestors when you do that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. you really, I think, got to have the tight relationship if you want to do that. Well, and that and that's the kind of like major con out of the pros and cons of that. But yeah, you're right. As long as the relationship is solid, it's also you can always go be like 
okay, why did that happen? Or, or how about we do this? You'd have agency. You can still ask for things. Like sometimes it's good to take their counsel or their physician into yeah. account when you do do those things. For, for example, a great preliminary to hexing, and anybody worth their salt will tell you this, divine, divine, divine for yes. whatever fucking card or a fucking Ouija board or whatever. I, I like to look at, you know, my transits, my astrology mm -hmm. transits whatever you can use to clarify the situation for yourself. Cause like, honestly, 80% of the time where I start to think something like Malefica is, is necessary or something similar is necessary. I'll lay out the cards and be like, no, this person's an idiot and they're going to fucking, they have enough rope to hang themselves. You don't have to do shit. Usually correct, resoundingly yeah. correct. So, so sometimes it's a matter of letting things go. Yeah. You know? I think. And, and, and letting them happen. Yeah. I think. We're going to get into a little bit more, I think, a little bit of a how-to towards the end. Mm -hmm. But I think for now, what is, what's safe to say about hexing, if, if this is truly like a one-on-one thing for you, if this is not something that you've done mm -hmm. before, to me at least, hexing is different from binding someone, is different from cursing someone, is in that hexing, you're trying to do direct, immediate harm. Whereas mm -hmm. binding, you're just kind of keeping someone where they're at and keeping someone constrained and cursing someone you're to me that's a repeating code that's something that's going to happen over a long period of time you know you're not just mm. making sure somebody doesn't have love with their next partner you're making sure they don't have love ever like you know you're yeah. you're not you're they don't just uh they don't just not have a job now they never get a job again right like that's i think hexing versus cursing to me personally mm. Yeah, yeah, because that, that's the kind of like, you know, old wise woman at the end of the village spits, you know, you, you, you step on her flowers, she spits on the ground. There's, there's, there's no children for you ever. I think the thing about doing magic in general on, I mean, on anyone, but it's, it's especially different and difficult, I think, to do magic on public figures. And... Yeah. There's a lot of reasons behind this, but I think it's part of the thing that gets a lot of the discussion online, especially very, very muddled, right? Because I think we've seen a lot of these moments where it's like, like I think Lana Del Rey, you know, publicly said, you know, oh, I'm, I'm hexing Trump daily. You know, there, there was a moment there where it seems like everyone was kind of doing this. Uh, I think a couple mm -hmm. of years ago, it became kind of a cool thing on which Twitter to hex the president. And, 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 and publicly so. And publicly so. And I think that it's fine. Personally, I, I'm kind of a, a, a you do you sort of person. But I think if we want magic to be effective, there's a couple best practices. And it's, it's, and it's worth talking about how magic actually works. And yeah. then therefore why it is difficult to do this to a public figure and what you need to do to either overcome that or work around it or just not do it at all. Yeah, and there's also like a lot in your background as an activist doing things like power mapping that come into doing work for or against a public figure of that stature. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing to, if you read my book, Revolutionary Witchcraft, A Guide to Magical Activism, available everywhere now. Uh, if you read, something I talk about in my book, which is like my big uh, stump speech, or if, if I want anyone to bring home one thing from my book, this is kind of it, is that all magic or all politics is essentially magic in that politics is a play of power and it is how that power is manifested in the, from the non-physical 
aka the, the realm of ideology of thought of values into the physical world and aka the world of like laws and uh the state these types of things but all of this gets its power from belief all of it gets its power from the collective and the collect like you know collective thoughts i mean money is a spell that we weave every day that we live in every day by that same token if you stop believing in money and saying this is just a piece of paper it has no power over me well, like that's great and i believe you but your landlord still believes in money and your boss still believes in money and mm. you know the grocery store still believes in money you know you have to make it bigger than that and i think that's part of the reason why political magic is so difficult to do in this particular way because we're still trapped in that very american spiritual thing of the individual doing stuff as opposed to the collective do you feel me um yeah when when you when it comes to like the individual and the collective um where does that kind of intersect with with a way of being in the world that's largely based in metaphor and in the idea that metaphor isn't like not real let's put it that way because that's kind of how like magic in an animist context operates where it's just like if if the plant and the house and the uh and the, and the stone that you found by the river all have a how ha- have like an interiority or a life to them or like a like a you know a, a, like a consciousness to them then then so must the story so must the concept so must the event those kinds of things. When you talk about the individual versus the collective, is there really, like, how, how does that work? How, how is that different magically? Like, what's the, what's the, the, the flavor yeah. of that? Does that make sense? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I think a really good example yeah. of this is something like, if we're talking about, okay, uh, you know, a public hex on the president or a public binding of the president or a public uh, yeah. cursing of the president, whatever. And that's great. That's fine. But that's only so small compared to what something like the inauguration is, right? You saying Trump's not my president. Sure, great, I'm with you. Great stance of defiance, love it. But you know, he is your president. At the end of the day, if you're an American citizen, like that, that man is your president because that is what the ritual of inauguration gave him, right? We all put our passive or active belief into that kind of public ritual therefore conferring this person this individual powers literally to end the world like even the american president is the most powerful figure on earth it's, it's you know it's insane so i think that that's kind of what i mean is that you can sit there all day and and think something but you need to start to get other people really on your side this is kind of more of an organizing thing you need to get more people on your side to really start believing what you also believe in order to make kind of a, an actual physical change when it comes to political change right does that make sense right yeah and and there's um a, a really good example of that early on post inauguration was the not my president thing right the reason why that caught on is the same reason why it kind of ended up being an empty slogan after a while yeah. was because it's just like, yeah, well, guess what? Whether you like it or not, this power has been conferred onto this person in this office in this building through this larger spirit concept of America that you all live under. So it's like a kind of, you can, you can, um, you know, dissent against that and that means something, but it doesn't mean as much as the, I don't want to say like it doesn't mean as much because that's well, like 
Okay, think about us. it. You know I mean? No, think about it this way. Okay, so I just had this thought just now, but okay, think about the American Civil War for a second. Of course, like, I mean, there are a lot of historians who will say the North was always going to win the Civil War because of X, Y, and Z material reasons. And they're right, right? It's the, the North had the industry, the North had the numbers, the North had the money, like all of this kind of stuff was there. But the other part of that is that uh, no foreign government recognized the Confederacy as a country. There was no like no major other country like Britain or France or Spain or China or any of these other countries in the world, none of them recognized the American South, the Confederacy as a country. What that means is that they didn't believe that that thing existed. And even if that wasn't material, like of course there's a material thing backing that up. There's their weapons, guns, money, but it means that there was no belief beyond just that small part of the globe invested into that Mm -hmm. so i think that that's maybe a good example of like kind of what we're talking about but on a much grander and more complicated scale (laughs) and and to further like complicate things the infrastructure of power has changed so much in like the last 20 30 years I, i see a lot of this in organizing and also when it comes to target selection in magic where it's like okay so if you're gonna go after power well, data is power now. So would it be better to go after one particular person who, yes, very powerful, but also a figurehead for more powerful structures themselves? Why are we not also focusing on, you know, the NSA data center in the fucking Utah desert or wherever? That kind of stuff. Or um, it's as fight club as that sounds, I just realized, like, that's kind of very, like... (laughs) Cancer, cancer, and all the dead. I'm very like, happy. No. You met me at a very odd time in my life. Time in my life. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It's it's as much as that sounds like that, but it, you you really do have to, and that's where like the power mapping thing comes from. Like really look at where these like sort of powerful consuming narratives come from, and yeah, sometimes they do just straight up come from spirit. They come from the spirit world. Yeah. Um, when you would talk about things like Watiko, that's a whole different fucking thing. But like, it's uh, it's not like, yes. well, okay, let's 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 see where this person gets their power from. Let's see. Where <laughs> I think like, okay, so all of this is one. This is all just kind of a build up to say it's very difficult to hex a public figure because in general, any public figure, whether they're political, whether they're a celebrity, wh- whatever they are, if they're so- if they're somebody who is in the public eye, a lot of the time, it is difficult to do any sort of magic benefic or malefic upon them because once you become a celebrity or a public figure in any sense, especially now with the media being what it is, you are a figure of power and you are in some ways real, but you're realer than real. I think about this a lot when I, uh, so I'm a big Lady Gaga fan, but Lady Gaga kind of did a spell to create herself that went out of control, right? If you have been following her career, like I have, I was a big little monster in high school. But for real, if you follow her career and you listen to her interviews, she created this person of Lady Gaga when she was, you know, a struggling artist on the Lower East Side. And that person, when she was that, pretended her way into being famous. She was like, I woke up every day and I believed that I was famous. And I I believed that I was the most famous person in the world until one day I woke up and I was. And that's great. But on the other side of that, more recent interviews she's done says that she literally has tried to exercise the being that is Lady Gaga from herself because it has taken over her fucking life and that she can't like go outside ever because of what fame is and what that is. So I think that's kind of a lesson. It's, it's very interesting. Like honestly, from a magical perspective, she's a good person to study, but 
when you are a person in the public eye, you are both creating reality around you, especially if you're a political figure, you're creating reality around you, but also you're having a lot of other realities projected onto you and a lot of thoughts and a lot of thought forms projected onto you. And that makes it very difficult to weave your way through that to do a spell or to do a working onto that. And yeah. Trump is like that on steroids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Trump is like the Karanzan, the great babbler in the abyss, like for, for sure. And like, that's why you saw him surrounded by a bunch of JSOC guys when he first got into office is because mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, those particular realities and intentions or whatever you want to call them were like weaving their way around and through him. So when it comes to directing energy at that, what are more enlightened isn't the word, but what are more nuanced, more effective, hypothetically speaking? Hypothetically speaking. Because maybe let's not directly talk about, you know, doing harm to public figures. Yeah, I think that this is all magic that we're talking about, right? We're not talking about, I, I think we should state for our lawyers and should it please the court, I think we should say, we definitely don't think that anybody should go out and physically harm anyone, right? We're not no, talking about no, physically that, that, harming that's, Trump. That's not, that, that's, that's not the goal or like the, uh, the uh, exercise here. It's just more of a, this is, this is a purely hypothetical role-playing-esque <laughs> well, sort of situation. I, inter- I, think we're, I think we're actually telling people to exercise extreme caution, even when it comes to hexing, let alone like actually like, physically harming someone like yeah, taking a gun right. or anything like oh my god don't do that we're being we're being your mom and dad being like well if you want to hex someone you've got to use protection you really got to hate someone in order to do it right like you know? <laughs> <laughs> see i didn't get any your... of that it was just like it was just like never do any of that ever so uh, <laughs> oh, we, were, I mean, we were very you know hex negative household if you we will. had a hex Oh my God, my parents, this is a total aside. When my parents gave me the talk, my mom told me every time you have sex with someone, you're giving away a piece of yourself. And one day oh, there yeah. will be no more pieces left to give. Yeah, yeah. You want to talk about, you know, <laughs> weird, fine. fundy. Yeah, you want to talk about weird, fundy Christian witchcraft. I went to a public school where they made us sign a, you know, the Operation Keeps, they came in. It was just like, don't have sex until you get married or your, your, your dick will fall off. You'll get pregnant and everyone around you will die. And it's like... <laughs> And they made, they like had to sign a pledge that was, I was like, I will not have sex until I'm married. Sign Did you magically girl. break that contract, Owen? I, you know what I should, I've been doing a lot of that lately, but uh, the- You uh, honestly, uh, honestly, you should break that magically at some point. I know, I know, I, know. I, I sold it all for a Domino's pizza voucher. <laughs> I, yeah, or maybe a, was it a Pizza Hut voucher? I don't know, whatever, I, I, I didn't know. use it, so. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think that like Trump, I think that Trump is a very difficult figure to hex because he himself is not, not just is he magical because he is the president and it's very difficult. I mean, look, how many Christian prayers were there against Obama when he was president and that didn't fucking do shit to harm him physically, right? Like, I mean, who knows what was happening behind no, the scenes. That we know of, right. Yeah. That we know of, right. But I mean, he seems to be doing fine. But so it's very difficult to do that to the president, but Trump is especially a very magical figure. This has been noted, I think, a lot, but he is a chaos magician. He pretended his way into being president. Yeah. What we're saying is it's difficult, so don't beat yourself up if it doesn't go right. I think also, um, kind of this leads into how to hex, but 
really be certain that this is something you want to do because there there is blowback i don't i'm not a wiccan so yeah. i'm i'm not the whole like whatever you do will come back to you three times like i'm not a fan of yeah, that the, kind the, of thinking the, the the law of three is very like protestant to me you yeah know? and it's also very like urban city dweller kind of thing like kind of connotations to it as well we're not talking about that kind of blowback we're meaning talking wait about, i just want to ask like urban city dweller meaning like like it's drawn from like very like cosmopolitan source rather than actually oh like kind of like new age yeah like new agey like oh yeah. well like i yeah. believe in karma even though you like attach nothing to that Right, but also in that weird syncretism that happened in urban environments uh, when it comes to like spirituality is like congealing and reforming. Sure, and sure, yeah. Right, 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 right. So it comes from other places. But anyway, the, the blowback we're talking about is more literal rather than like moral. Um, it's yeah. more uh, of the, uh, psych- not, the, not just the psychological, but like the, the actual ramifications. Because like think about it, like you're introducing a new variable into a system that was already self-sustaining, right? So like when you do that, you're going to throw things out of whack for a second until they kind of reconvene around the thing that you've thrown in there. Because I think, I, I think of magic in terms of probability manipulation. Yeah. Right? So it's like, that's what you're doing. So of course that, and since you're also inserting yourself more fully as a part of that system that is sustaining itself. So much like, you know, the body, when you get like a, an amputation, you have like a prosthetic limb, there's a rejection that happens as a part of like you inserting yourself into that particular like magical space, if you, I guess yeah. you want to call it. I'd say it's similar to like, if you're, if you cook a lot, like I do, there are some herbs that will like, if you use them all the time, they're going to stain all of your cooking equipment you know there are certain spoons that i only use on turmeric dishes right because yeah i was gonna say hashtag, always, hashtag, turmeric hashtag turmeric but also you know tomatoes and like italian cooking can do this sometimes over time so that's how i kind of see not karmic buildup because it's like a different system but this kind of uh, accumulation that you might occur where okay you hex someone one time not a big deal it's probably not really going to show up on your record, so to speak. But if this is what you're engaged in constantly, if this is the soup you're sitting in, you know, mm-hmm. you've got to have some protection up around you, especially then, because that then you have a much higher risk at that staining the spoon, so to speak, right? I, I, I would agree with that to a point. It's more of like, it's more of a spiritual hygiene thing than a, yeah. I, than a karma thing. And this could go both ways. There is not always a one-to-one, like, I do, I do bad thing to someone, therefore bad thing happens to me. Because like, as we all know, that's not how the fucking world works or, you know, most of the government would be in jail. So it's like the, yeah. again, it's all incredibly circumstantial. And this is, again, like I said earlier, where divination comes into play. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you, you rather than like checking your work, so to speak, through divination and spirit work and whatever, on the actual operation it's also like okay what do i need to do to make sure that anything that's gonna that might happen to me doesn't and that's that's also a part of the how-to i it's it's the crucial part of the how-to yeah i think so and i, and I think speaking of okay so divination wise i want to get a little bit into the astrology of right now and mm. particularly the astrology around trump i mean this is maybe its own episode or own thing we can go into but yeah, Mars has been a big player this year, let's say astrologically. Um, yeah. And uh, other people have talked about this a lot. I think Chris Brennan has written on this a, a little bit, but the movement of Mars pretty exactly corresponds with the spikes in COVID across the globe. Right. Because I mean, what are, what are the effects of COVID? The effects of COVID are inflammation. Um, yeah. They're literally, they're literally action 
in in response to other actions so like of course because that's mars yeah but uh, it's, it's kind of interesting the parallels between that and the sort of like government response seems to follow saturn because like saturn is is where restriction and the consequences of of actions kind of like come to bear right and it's where like structures interact with life in a way mm. so it's kind of interesting to watch them both in retrograde and have us kind of like have us kind of like literally backpedal a little bit on both of those fronts because you have people talking about well, aside from like uh talking even more about spikes and recent spikes in major cities but also with this whole you know like a large chunk of the government actually getting the thing and with Saturn you kind of have at the same time when it's retrograding into Capricorn you have that like almost paradoxical like not only an anti-lockdown response from the populace but also a sort of laissez-faire attitude about like previous measures that have already been put in place from the top down too so it's kind of like there's this loosening of restriction and the, but there's also this kind of like pent up sort of shit that has no place to go so it would make sense that the president would be at an event stuck with other people like and having this this virus inside him kind of like bounce off the walls right because well, mars is <laughs> to a corner he has no place to go but he's in the sign of his rulership in aries so he literally can't go do the thing. So he has to kind of like bounce around, get up in a backwards way, right? This is maybe to the point where maybe you don't have to curse him or hex him right now. But I think that a yeah. lot of this, and I'm not even joking about this, I think a lot of this can be attributed to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You know, her dying wish was to have her replacement be picked by the next elected president of the United States. And they literally did a a party for this new person that they wanted to appoint and like ran through to replace her. A person who would, Amy Coby Barrett, who would undo large parts of RBG's legacy. You know, whatever you think about her, positive, negative, neutral, whatever. Amy Coby Barrett is the opposite of RBG in a lot of ways. And at the party to confirm her, that's, that was the super spreader event. I think a lot of this, and I'm not joking about this, can be attributed to RBG. Ruth Bader Ginsburg's dying wish was for her uh, successor to be chosen by the next elected president of the United States. And the Republican Party did not honor that wish. And at the party to rush through the confirmation of, of Amy Coby Barrett, that was the super spreader event. And uh, there's a lot of Jewish lore about people who die on Rosh Hashanah being very powerful figures, being kind of spirited beyond the grave. And I kind of think this is a little bit of a death curse, you know? I think that that's yeah. a little bit at work here. So that is both a reason to not hex right now and also a reason to perhaps aid and abet that particular spirit or that particular working that's already going on. Do you feel me? Yeah, because like part of being a magician is also like knowing when and not to do magic yeah it's, it's also just kind of being like let's see how this plays out uh yeah i mean i know actually circumstantially i just i don't know that much or have any much, very much direct experience in judaism but like that you know dying jewish woman's wish on rosh hashanah like that sounds about right yeah <laughs> and apparently it is it is yeah. a big I, I don't know all the, the the lore around it but it is apparently a pretty big deal and it and it yeah, gives yeah. you a lot of power kind of from beyond 
uh, or in the next life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you become, yeah, you, I think I think the word is zodic and you become like a kind of luminous ancestral spirit in a way. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think uh, don't pass off those luminous ancestral spirits, which is yeah. what they did. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, if your vibe is more on the benefic tick, if you don't want to do any malefic kind of stuff, you might just want to help that to say like, yeah, I really am going to pray or I'm going to do workings to help this wish come into fruition. That could be a thing that you do as well. Yeah, one of my favorite things to do, um, and I, I have Mars actually in detriment. So I actually don't do a lot of direct like Marshall Malefica, but you know, there's obviously a large body of work done on that specific subject. I mean, there's like a Picatrix hymn to Mars and then right <laughs> under it, one specifically for Marshall Malefica. So um, yeah, so, so there's a lot of that. But like my Mars is actually in detriment in, in Libra, uh, in, my, in my own chart. So I... Uh, uh, one of the things that I Mars like and Gemini, we're us, us air Marses. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, tell me about it. It sucks. And, and, yeah. Mine's ruled by Venus, like literally the opposite. Um, yeah. but it comes out in interesting ways. And one of the things, and this is the most passive aggressive fucking Libra thing I can possibly think of, but like, I like to hex with blessings. Mm. Uh, I like, like there's something about because you know myself included people don't fucking know what they want because people don't know how to like really live in a world that's mostly run on probability or whatever you want to call it so you know you think you know what you want but 99 percent of the time you don't so what i like to do with folks whose hubris or whose way of being in the world is harming people in that way it's just like yeah well why, why not why don't i give you exactly what you want you, you keep saying that you want to fucking move to Paris or you want to like go homesteading in Chile, but like the fucking government won't let you fucking leave. <laughs> you know what? Why don't you get your wish? Yeah. Why don't, yeah. yeah. Why don't I talk to your ancestors and be like, hey, this guy really wants this. If this, yeah. you know, this, this might be really good for him. So there's this kind of like weird underhanded sort of thing to that. Um, yeah. That's, that's yeah. the way I like to go about it. Or if you are a little squicky about the, you know, sending spears of thought through the astral to pierce people's flesh. You can also call upon spirits who are, you know, malefic, who have, if you look at their charts and they have very strong Mars placements, they have, you know, Saturn as their chart ruler. You know, there's a certain amount of protection that comes from that. Maybe petitioning Mars, Saturn, even Venus or, or whomever to take away those powers is isn't, also a good thing. Isn't you know, Mars, but, isn't uh, Trump's chart ruled by the sun though? Like, is, isn't he a very yeah. solar chart? Yeah. It's tough because Mars is on the ascendant. So he's, oh. it's like, it's, yeah, it, it's kind of neck and neck. You were mentioning something about algal. Can you go into that? Yeah. So uh, this is like kind of astrology 102. There are, uh, it, it's not just planets or asteroids or nodes or like calculated points or whatever on the chart. There's also at like actual literal stars called the fixed stars uh, or, or some, there's a, a group of them called the Bahanian or the royal stars that confers blessings on people sometimes with kind of monkey's paw like sort of, <laughs> sort of like <laughs> effects uh, depending on like, you know, like, uh, like Famalo or Vega or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's one in particular named Algol um, that I, I don't recall that Algol is Bahanian. I should, you know, look into that. But Algol, uh, it comes from the Arabic Algol, which means uh, like the demon. And they called Algol the uh, the blinking demon because Algol is a uh, is actually a binary star. It's two stars circling around each other, like at a center of gravity. So it would like blink 
on and off in the sky when they would kind of like pass each other. Is it because it's a star and a brown dwarf? Oh, interesting. So they kind of associated that with things blinking in and out of existence, right? Like kind of like what I was talking about earlier. Okay. Uh, that's where I got where I got the idea from. So Algol is associated with specifically trauma of the head hmm. uh, and trauma of the things in the head. It, I, actually, literal decapitations. It's also associated with nausea because oh. Algol Algol is a lot, but uh, Algol is related also to you know a lot of quote unquote dark goddess archetypes like uh, like a Hecate or a uh, Black Tara or other uh, other similar it's also yeah, associated yeah. With, uh, with the gorgon medusa because she's literally medusa's head in the constellation right mm-hmm. so the headlessness motif again so trump has that conjunct the midheaven of his chart which is like one of the most important four angles in the chart the ascendant the descendant the, the deer in the midheaven right mm-hmm. so the midheaven is, tr- is typically the top of the chart depending on which system of chart creation that you're doing if it's placid it's it's the it's the cusp of the 10th house if it's the if it's whole signs like i do sometimes it's in the ninth or the 11th yes not that's the 10th house so he has let me look he has algal conjunct his midheaven in taurus in his ninth house this isn't placidus hold on uh one moment i do not do placidus I want to just put okay, up one yeah. of those like signs where it's like we are experiencing technical difficulties. <laughs> Please stand by. Okay, I just wanted to check. It, it is it is in fact in his tenth house, so it is in his house of public life. So there's this kind of like damn, and with Uranus and yeah. Taurus, that's kind of yeah. Kinda wild. Well, there's that Merc- there's the Mercury Uranus opposition going. Yeah, Uranus is. A couple of years now, um, and uh, so because Mercury is in Scorpio in opposition to Uranus and Taurus, so that's why you're, you're just going to see like a lot of surprising and strange and odd things being communicated. Like that's kind of where it's come from. Like the the exact moment of the Uranus and uh, Mercury Uranus opposition was when the fly landed on Pence's head. Like that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, so, when when you did the election for the actual event of the debate, um, that's so insane. It, yeah, so it's fucking, um, it's, it's strange. Uh, so look up, just as a, an aside, like look out for the next couple of days for like things to come out of the woodwork regarding like money, regarding stability, regarding actual physical, like natural world, so to speak. I think um, it's safe to say that this is like a part, if you're looking at an electional time to do magic upon him, like malefic magic upon him, he is in a weakened state right now. Like physically, yeah, well, spiritually, he's in a weakened state. Right, and that's not even like astrologically speaking. I just, I'm, I guess, with the Algol thing, just to like finish up with that. Yeah. Like, I, I'd be really interested to see what affects the experimental treatment he's taking have on him because that yeah. kind of like that kind of speaks to diseases of the head in the fact that it could literally harm his brain with the fact that he's in a weakened state and they're giving him large doses of steroids. And, you know, as someone who's had to take those for like sinus infections, oh my God, uh, prednisone (laughs) is fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you will feel like you're fucking losing your mind. So the, I have see I've never been prescribed steroids for anything, so I don't oh know. God. It's like mania in pill form. I find them very unpleasant. Some people don't. Some people find them just all right. <laughs> yeah, it's just what they need. Just what I need. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, so it's so it's it'd be interesting to see that have an effect on like like some literal part of his head or if it's like his body in general. Okay, so I would say that like I mean, first thing for any sort of magical work is divine and or pick a time for it. You know, I don't. I'm not one of those people who thinks that you have to time everything to the T astrologically. That's not how I do my magic. I think that mm. magic to maybe for me personally, and this is you know literally choose your own adventure, do what you want to do. For me personally, mm. I find it very tedious to say, okay, well, wait, I have to wait till next Gemini season for me when the sun is conjunct Mercury for me to do this particular sign, like this particular spell. That to me feels a little tedious, right? By that time, yeah. whatever I'm, I'm magicking for might have already come to pass, right? So if I'm yeah, trying to yeah. increase my probability in a somewhat short amount of time, I think there's certain astrological events that you can look for. There's certain lunar events you can look for. But uh, I think it's also just, you know, do what you need to do in the time you need to do it. This is just to give you a boost. And this is just to, I mean, personally, if this is this one individual we're talking about, this is the time to do it. I also think when you were talking about earlier, I think we also have a very unique opportunity in this point if you were to do this. And again, we're not saying you necessarily have to, but... If you were to do magic on, on Trump at any time in his presidency, now is the fucking time because you also have, if you got a COVID check from him, you got his signature and mm-hmm. a signature from a person can act as a piece of that person. So again, I think it's difficult because, you know, these signatures were given out to everybody in the United States. A lot of people probably just threw it away. And, you know, there's a way to magically throw something like that away where it actually means something. But I mean, honestly, it's a rare, it's a rare treat to have that, uh, not just uh, find the, the president's signature, but have that actually mailed to you, actually given to you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. To me, that seems like a good enough tie to incorporate into a working that you might do. It's a link. It's what we call it's it. It's a link. link. Yeah. And it's rare that you get that in an opportunity like this with a, a, a figure like that. And it's also it's also good to point out that on your on your frustration with astrological timing, I share that. However, I still do most of my work is is, is astrological mm-hmm. or like planetary influence. And I guess like anybody who shares that, I would say focus more on doing smaller bite-sized things that accumulate during the actual planetary hours. You can do like Mercury in Gemini on the fucking hour it happens, or like closest hour of Mercury to that on the day of mercury you can do that and and you can do some really cool shit with that but you can also just if you've got like a payment from your fucking boss that is is showing up quick enough you find the next hour of mercury you you know throw an orphic him at him and and give him a glass of wine and be like can you help me out with this like you can do that kind of shit like and that's where it's not frustrating yeah or you know in turn like if we're talking about hexing it's just like man my neighbor won't shut the fuck up it's like blaring music at fucking like four in the the morning on a tuesday and it's just like you go over to you know mars actually use saint michael for this but like uh, you go over like mars and you're just like mars here here, here's some tobacco here's some black pepper here's an orphic hymn can you get these guys to shut the fuck up and that'll work what can you do for me yeah no i agree i agree yeah yeah. um so yeah i think that i agree with all of that i think um ghost producer ghost producer phantom producer um, she speaks yeah. the phantom speaks the dead speak <laughs> oh god no why did you have to remind me that i saw that in theaters too oh no i also saw that in theaters ah. oh, we're, we are an anti-rise of skywalker podcast <laughs>
absolutely fucking we stand firmly against (laughs) the rise of skywalker you know on the subject of hexing the dark side is a pathway to many abilities (laughs) what does that mean that doesn't answer any goddamn fucking questions well i also love them just like oh they're gonna go like an ancestral route with this and then they don't talk about that for the rest of the movie there's a lot (laughs) there's a lot of spiritual stuff they could have gone with that they teased at no, no, no! We're just gonna put the the guy that you already know on a pole. Wow! Yeah, da, da, da. Oh, Ray, Ray, literally meditating in the forest and like fucking hovering, levitating. It's like, wow, that's a cool ability you just unlocked. Wonder if you're gonna use that. Nope, no. Yeah. It's just her, men are just gonna tell her what to do the whole time. It's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. I'm fucking, fine. Fucking Ray. Ray has entered the void and become wind, but apparently she can't, you know, fly. Apparently Sorry, she's gonna like make out with this guy, but then he's all, and it's gonna be the love of her life. But then he's also gonna die right after, so it doesn't make any sense. And like, should that have happened? No, that's what. What were you going for with that? Anyway, <laughs> like a train of. I can't. Anyway, I'm fine. I'm fine. That movie came Every, out, and we're all fine. We're fine. I'm just therapist voice. That movie came out a year ago. It can't hurt you anymore. It's just a movie. It can't hurt you. Don't need anyway. to give it any more space inside your head or your heart. Time to fucking podcast. Time to fucking podcast. <laughs> so I think all of that is best practices. I think another thing to keep in mind, and this is where it's kind of going back to earlier in our discussion. I'm of the mind that most magic is best done in secret. I think that there are exceptions to this rule. I have yeah, used social yeah, for media. For example, if you're a podcaster. If you're a you podcaster then none of this shit applies to you. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You have full license. Podcast magic, baby. You have full diplomatic podcaster immunity. (laughs) Yeah, so if you're a, if you're a, Big dick podcaster like we are, then you're fine. But just the the, the swanginess balls. I'm never <laughs> saying that phrase again. That was Chad. The Chad <laughs> podcaster versus the virgin Chad. listener. Uh bro. <laughs> Sarah, if you're you, that. Just all, you, you just called all of our listeners virgins. Well, they are. They you heard are. it here first, folks. You're all you know, virgins now. In quarantine, we're all virgins, Owen. We're all back <laughs> to that. So, solidarity, I suppose. Oh, God damn it. I'm single. So, anyway, there's... Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, so there's a couple of things to think about. I think when it comes to doing public magic, I think this is one of those moments where you got to know the rules in order to break them, right? The basic rule is if you do magic, you keep it secret. Yeah, shut the fuck up about it. Shut the fuck up about it. Don't tell anyone about it. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Uh, I think that there are obviously exceptions. There are ways to do this you know, not through that. I have personally done spells on social media where like the likes have been the way that I have charged the sigil, right? I think that yeah. that's perfect. Like that's a thing that you can do. We talked about the inauguration earlier. Uh, you wanted to talk about the debate and how like these are all public rituals. These are all public magic. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're all they're all public rituals, all public magic. I mean, what really struck me about this particular debate, the Harris-Pence debate, what struck me really about that was just how much the questions shaped like the literal public discourse of the constituents of like the like kind of like, you know, 
tulpas of the presidents that they're like hype man and hype womaning, you know? Yeah. And then also like the people watching, I mean, look at the responses to like, well, you know, Kamala specifically on fracking, like they've shaped the literal discourse that people are having about what occurred during the debate. Like that is, that is ritual. Yeah. Like that is ritual. That, that shaping of context is ritual. 100%. A thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. So like that is public magic. Like that is ritual. That is public magic. So, and I, and so I think that obviously these things can be done to effect. I think that the best practice, if you are doing this, especially if you're doing this alone and you don't have a lot of like backing with other people behind your ritual, I would say, keep it off your socials, you know, keep it to yourself. If you take a cool picture of it, that's cool, but keep that to yourself. I, I don't know. I, I think that this is, that's just my personal practice safe hex kind of moment. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, because, because, you know, alter porn is one thing and it's real, but like, I, I guess you might be able to speak better on this than I, like, what is the entreatment behind Keep Secret? Like, what, what is, what is the practicality of it aside from like people not literally not knowing? Well, um, I think that, I mean, one, it's just one of those old axioms that we kind of live by in the occult. Like, yeah. this is one of those things, like, to know, to dare, to keep silent. To, um, to will to keep silent. To will yeah. to keep silent. I think, uh, so, so one, it is tradition. Fist, you know, tradition. fist bang on the table. It is tradition, yeah. my damn boy. But on the other hand, too, I think personally, I've just seen it in my own life. I, I mean this just from personal experience. When I have talked about magic or talked about spells that I am currently in the process of doing, those spells tend to not work. The ones that I keep quiet about tend to work. So just from mm -hmm. personal experience, I've just seen that is a very observable pattern that I have. And beyond that, going back to sort of why it's hard to hex or, or do magic upon public figures, I think... It is, in the same way, once you tell about a working that you're doing to other people, a working that you're actively engaged in, other people's thought forms and opinions and stuff are going to immediately start to have an impact on that thing. So mm -hmm. it's uh, already you're taking a, a delicate process and you're complicating it by talking about it to other people. Unless, of yeah. course, and this is like the caveat, unless it's part of it. But that's a whole nother fucking discussion, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, like specifically, like when you were talking about your social media example, like if you want digital results, do digital work. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. yeah. Or, or if, it's, if it's glamour magic and it needs to be fucking seen. Exactly. And, and, you know, digital magic is probably a whole nother episode. But yeah, exactly. Okay. I think that that's like, oh, another, I mean, I mean, the final thing to me is protection and cleansing yes got to got to got to literally yeah, i don't care how big or small of a malefic magic you're doing protect yourself and cleanse yourself afterward yeah I, and like for several days afterwards like yeah like really like really like make a regimen out of it whether it's three days or seven or whatever you can look up simple uncrossing spells like hoodoo uncrossing spells are really good for that kind of shit basically what you do you take certain kinds of herbs you you uh throw them in a pot of boiling water and you let the you kind of make it into a tea and then you pour the tea into a sieve into another pot or a bucket and then you wash yourself with that as you say whether it be psalms or whatever else you 
choose to use in your uncrossing practice and you let that run off of yourself. So, so you're literally like washing the accumulation or buildup of that wash off of you. Um, I yeah. can, I can word, yeah. I can word real good today. No, real. I think, look, we're coming to the end of this episode. I, I think we've talked a lot and we've said some good shit. I kind of engage different types of cleansing depending on the type of thing I'm trying to get rid of. So just on a daily yeah. sort of cleansing thing, I burn rosemary a lot. That's my go-to is just yes. on a daily mm-hmm. hygiene res- yeah. regimen. I'm a big fan of rosemary. If I'm uh-huh. looking for something also, a little bit. On, on rosemary, put, put a bush in front of your house. Yes. Or in front of your back of your house. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I'm a big fan of that for a, a, just a kind of simple daily, you know, hygienic routine. But beyond that, I, I'm a big fan of baths and washes to get rid of, you know, to, to really deep clean if I am doing a, a malefic working or mm. if I stepped in something, you know, whatever. So I, I think that that's the big thing that I have found is missing from online discussion of these types of things is sometimes you read about like on a Twitter thread or on a, a post from somebody who is maybe never done this before is, is, is just excited to hex the president or something like that. They're like, okay, this is yeah. what I'm going to do. And it's like, that's great you really got to get that shit off of you because you should not let that linger, especially when we're talking about potentially wishing harm on someone from COVID, which you could very well get to right now. Like this is a very deadly and uh, infectious and contagious disease and you don't want that on you. There's a spiritual component to that too because it's just like the thing, you know, the the disease exists spiritually too because it is a thing with agency. So like, yeah, you definitely... (laughs) Definitely, if you're wishing COVID on something, oh my god, oh my god, setting up a flare. Yeah, yeah, right. Just like, yeah, fucking like really batten down your quarantine protocols and maybe don't go outside. Bless that mask. Put put a fucking sigil in that mask you're wearing. You know, seriously, like God, that's that's just asking for bad shit. Hi, COVID. Hi. Oh my God, you look so cute today. You want to come over later? Like, yeah, is, that you can, new, is, is, is that a new dress? That is gorge. You can um, totally crash at my place for about two weeks, give or take. Well, yeah. you know, actually, I, ha- I have another friend crashing on my couch. So, so you need you to stay six feet away from me outside. COVID. <laughs> wow, that was like, it was like an SNL joke. <laughs> we're better than this, Owen. We're better than oh, this. We're better than this. We're pop cult, <laughs> damn it. We're a pop cult, and you I, I get I'm your shit together. <laughs> yeah, I gotta really, really get my act together. Get my act, not just it's my shit, but my act together. Fuck, fuck. God, we own this town. We own this fucking town. Uh, all right, all right. All right, all right. I feel it winding down. I feel it winding down. Uh, yeah, in conclusion. In conclusion, in conclusion, hexing is a land of contrast. <laughs> Magic is a land of contrast. Hexing is fun. You should do it. No, uh, I think it is. It, there's a lot that goes into it. Use your best judgment and be careful out there, kids. And uh, welcome yeah. back to Pop Cult. Welcome back. You quality occult pod, your podcast. Favorite occult podcast. I am. We, we hope. Oh, God. We're. We're still getting the infrastructure of this back up and running, so forgive us for the bumps and the pitfalls along the way. <laughs> um, up, up and running are very relative terms. We're going. Yeah. 
<laughs> if, if you guys can't see this, but uh, Sarah is starting a lawnmower and now she's waving the lawnmower around. It's a chainsaw. It it's Are you October. It is Halloween season. It is a chainsaw, uh, Owen. Act better. Unless, act better. Oh my God, I'm not a trained actor. I'm not. No, if I, that was obviously a chainsaw motion as opposed to if I wanted to echo another great horror classic, Dead Alive, directed by Peter Jackson. That's the lawnmower one. That's the one where he goes through the crowd of zombies with a lawnmower. The true horror hose out there will know what I am talking about. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've just been busy rewatching The Office because uh, I'm, uh, I'm a very exciting individual. Well, you're dressed for The Office rewatch, so. I hate The Office. Uh, if you, uh, there was a period of time when I was single and I was on Tinder and it's like every single person was just like, just a Pam looking for my gym. Like, <laughs> I need to leave anywhere <laughs> where people know what the office is. I'm going to go to Siberia. I'm going to go to a Siberian village. I'm going to find love. That is a spell of a sort, a Pam looking for a gym. I wouldn't magic myself into being Pam. Or, or why would you, Jim? Jim is a, kind of shitty dude like i don't know whatever. i haven't re i haven't honestly i watched the office when i was in high school i have not rewatched it since oh watching watching it as an adult is like i don't know for me it's incredibly cringy I'm just like, <laughs> um all right so we love hexing we don't love the office is that our tie is that our sign out hex the office hex the office um, that's what we should do no uh yeah, I think that this, I, I like this. I like this first, I, I like where we're going with this. Uh, we're back on this fucking crazy train. And Owen, it is a pleasure to be riding with you again on, what's the line from the song? Um, what's the line from the song from Crazy Train? I'm, I'm going off the rails on this crazy I train. Am, I am, it's an honor to be with you on this crazy train going off the rails. Gentlemen, it's been an honor playing with you. <laughs> it's been another play with you. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, it's up to all our, you know, virgin listeners out there from your gigachad, big dick, <laughs> occult podcasters. Your big dick chad journeys, players. Journeys people, we bid you adieu and farewell. Farewell, good night, and good luck. Are we going to end this fucking podcast? Or no. What? Jesus uh, we're going to no, try we to must have this This is like our third sign up. We're going to try to have this up once a week. We are going to try to have a Patreon up and running in uh, the future at some point. You can find me at City Mystic on Instagram. I don't even remember what my Twitter handle is because I'm never on Twitter. But uh, find me there. I'll be posting about the podcast there. And um, our theme song is done by Vanessa Irina, aka Knife Sex. Go check her out. Owen, anything to say, anything to plug? No, uh, leave me alone on social media. Okay, follow me, not Owen. <laughs> yell at me. You can no, yell at I'm, me, not I, Owen. I'm on, I'm on, you know, uh, most of the common surveillance platforms, uh, aside from Twitter. Uh, on, on Instagram, I am my last name, underscore my first name, Ginley.Owen, or Ginley underscore Owen. And uh, on, on Facebook, unfortunately, because apparently I'm a boomer on the inside. So fine. follow us on all of the platforms that are slowly rotting your mind and leading us towards dystopia. Yeah. So follow us and let us, you know, contribute to the rapid decay <laughs> of your mental and moral faculties. And on that note, I think let's sign out. Owen, till next time. 
Until next time, we are saluting each other. This is, uh, 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 uh. Good night. Good night.